welcome back to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive of the week's trashiest news stories and take a look at every garbage person there is. My name is Erica Curry. And I'm Cassandra Cardenas. We're your hosts with the mosts. Hey Cass, why are you trash this week? Well, Erica, I'm uh, I'm leaving town this week. I leave town tomorrow. And for uh, the uh, the trash cans out there, which is what we call our fans, <laughs> I uh, we're recording this a little bit early because I'm leaving town. I am trash because I am one of those people that packs 30 minutes before I have to go to the airport. Oh, that stresses me out so much. I have to pack in advance. I think I have two speeds. I have either pack a week in advance, which is preposterous, or yeah, like wake up and just pack. And I'm I'm not packed yet for my trip tomorrow, and I'm going for um, an elopement. Um, the maid of honor in said elopement. It's a small... It's a small outdoor gathering for, you know, all the co- the COVID head trash cans out there. I We're being careful. So it's like there's important things that I need to remember. So you'd think I'd want to pack earlier, but uh, nah. <laughs> Erica, why are you trash this week? Well, I had two corn dogs for dinner. Hell yeah. And uh, I used to work at a gas station called the Tiger Paw in my hometown of Sterling, Oklahoma. Okay. And there was a lady that came in every day. And she would get a 30-pack of beer, a 30-rack. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then some days she would come in and she would get a 30-rack and a 6-rack because, and I quote, it's going to be a bad day, hun. Okay. And I would sell, and I called her 30-pack Sherry. <laughs> That's why you're trash. That's <laughs> I'm trash. Woman. I nicknamed her. She also told me this story at one time. 30-pack Sharon. That's what you call her? 30-pack Sherry. Hilarious. She told me that the people at the bank must think that she's like mentally stagnant because they give her a sucker or a lollipop every time she goes into the bank. Well, I said they give me a sucker and a lollipop too. And she's like, yeah, because you're a little kid. Oh, my God. Oh, Sherry. That's that's an interesting insecurity to think these people at the bank must think I'm fucking stupid offering me that sucker every time. Mm -hmm. But I take it. So who's the real sucker? Oh, my God. 30 Rack Sherry is kind of who I aspire to be when I grow up. I <laughs> Rather, I don't aspire to be there, but I do see it going that direction. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Yeah. This was three-point beer as well. So it was basically Oh, yeah, because they, they had a uh, 3-2 beer where, where you come from. Mm-hmm. 3-2 beer for the listeners at home who are from places like Los Angeles, like me, because um, I learned about 3-2 beer from my family in Colorado. It's in certain states in the country, it's illegal to sell like full-blown alcoholic beer at gas stations. So you can get 3% beer as opposed to the 5% or 3-2, 3.2% Coors and Budweiser and shit. Why not just fucking buy your booze somewhere else if you're buying a 30 rack? Because it was the closest place to her house. She could walk to it. Well, I don't know what Oklahoma's laws are now, but I know in the laws in Colorado, they, uh, they've they since gotten rid of the 3-2 beers. They give, you the, they give you the real stuff now. Well, congratulations. Speaking of the real stuff, let's get into our first story. From boingboing.net. <laughs> this story this is a listener was- story. This listener story was sent in by John Rhinotis. Um, I assume because he lives here. We've got a story about uh, Budweiser's biggest fan. <laughs> so there's a home for sale in Florida. Sure. 
going for $100,000 for an 815-square-foot, two-bedroom, two-bath. That sounds very reasonable. That's a fucking steal. I mean, no matter what zip code you are in, that's a steal. And we're talking, we're talking like, you know, open concept, kitchen features a pass-through window, ample counter space, cabinetry, refrigerator, oven, separate dining area, screened-in patio. I mean, this is... This is a nice place. Now, what's the caveat, Cass? What's the caveat? Caveat is this place is called the Budweiser House. It is meticulously adorned wall to ceiling with Budweiser beer cans. Real full-blown Budweiser cans as your wallpaper in seemingly every room of this house. Can you freaking imagine? You know, I'm looking at a picture of what I assume is the dining room, and it really feels like Someday someone's going to buy this house and be like, are you ready to get rid of the Budweiser cans? And then they're going to be like, my God, that opened the space up. Because these cans really make the walls feel like they are closing the fuck in on you. Well, I just keep thinking you could probably pay for the house in the deposits that you could get back from turning in the cans. I, How much do you get for cans these days? I don't know, five, ten cents? Yeah, no, you might be right. Uh, at least a, a month's rent or a month's mortgage. I mean, $100,000, I don't know what the what the prices for houses are in Florida, but in my head, it's almost like $100,000, they're kind of paying you to live there, you know? <laughs> yeah, they're basically giving it away. I uh, have a confession to make. I fucking love a Bud Heavy, like a Budweiser. Yeah. Not a Bud Light. Bud Light is that's that's beer pong beer. That's trash beer. I don't like to drink it. But like a Budweiser, the red can, the red bottle, you know, the the horse. What's the 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 Rocky Mountain? No, the Rocky Mountains Coors Light. What's the uh clan Anheuser Busch? Right on the tip of my tongue. It's a type of horse. Oh I think the the ending of it is Stein. The big ones. What the fuck is a horse? Holy shit. <laughs> Types of horses. Clydesdale. <laughs> Clydesdale. Clydesdale. Yes, yes, that's what it was. Stein. Where did I get that from? The Clydesdale itself, bud heavy. I fucking love drinking that stuff. I had one on, I had, not, not even lie, I had two of them last Sunday. Nice. I am a light beer person myself. I've got a, a 12 pack of, of PBR in the fridge right now. I got to admit, it's not a light beer. It's not. All those beers are all, let me educate you something. All, <laughs> all those beers are lagers. So you've got your Budweiser's, your Coors Banquet, your Miller High Life. The and then of beer. Your, and your, yeah, and then your PBR. And then your light beers consist of Bud Light, Coors Light, Michelob Ultra. So technically you're drinking you're drinking the hard stuff when you're drinking PBR. Oh, I'm going for the diesel? I didn't realize. Yeah, you're going <laughs> you're gassing up with diesel, girl. Last night was the first presidential debate and I oh, drank fuck. I drank an entire bottle of wine by myself on accident. Like I just didn't realize that I I was getting there. <laughs> yeah, it was the first presidential debate and as someone who drinks frequently it upset me so much that i stayed sober yeah it was weird i just i couldn't i couldn't bring myself to op- to waste a bottle of wine on it or to waste a beer i just couldn't do it and so i stayed stone cold sober for the hour that i could watch before i was like it's time to turn this off cassandra 
It's time to stop. It was just, it was so long without any breaks is what made it, it so troubling. It was just like, it was like a Thanksgiving where like the food never came, you know? Yes. <laughs> like, it was a Thanksgiving where like the whole time you're just like, I'm never fucking coming back here. I don't need this shit. I'm an adult. I don't have to know these people. Where the fuck is the food? That's what that felt like. It felt like I was sitting at the, the kids' table the whole time, not being able to pipe in. It was really bad. Speaking of really bad, because yeah. we, you know, this, isn't a pol- this isn't a politics podcast. No. This is where you come for your news. According to LATimes.com, it looks like a federal judge ruled on Friday that President Trump's leading steward of public lands has been serving unlawfully. That judge removed him. He'd been serving 424 days without being confirmed by the post, confirmed to the post by the Senate as required under the Constitution, said U.S. District Judge Brian Morris. This guy, by the way, his name is William Perry Pendley. So the ruling came after Montana's Democratic governor um, in July sued to remove Pendley, saying that the formal... Former oil industry attorney was illegally overseeing an agency that manages almost a quarter billion acres of land, primarily in the West. So it sounds like this guy was just like some fucking oil demon, just like working unchecked. Basically, yes. (laughs) 424 fucking days is a long time to be at a job. That's over a year. without two raises, at least. I mean, that's what I love about this story so much is that he was doing the job. He was getting paid. And it's as if he just like had the keys to the candy store, but nobody ever came in. That's kind of amazing if you think about it. That's like the dream position. Sometimes I work jobs like that where I go, man, they have no idea how much I do not deserve this money. You know? Yeah. It's like you can work an eight hour day in three hours. So what was he doing? Was he just like selling like public land to like oil stuff? He he just was. Do, quote doing the job you know just i don't see anything. he's like actually he's been doing making great improvements but unfortunately gotta go i don't i don't pay for the la times so i i unfortunately am not privy to the story no he just was acting director but because he hadn't been confirmed by the senate they said pinley you gotta get the fuck out also no. william perry pinley sounds like an old-timey lawyer yeah in my head i keep what i keep reading William Perry Penley, and I keep thinking Ed Bagley Jr., and I don't know who Ed Bagley Jr. is, but... He's an, a wonderful actor and a big advocate for the environment. Oh, my God, I love him. Uh-huh. I know this guy. That's Ed Bagley Jr.? Yeah. Ooh, and he's 6'4". Okay, Ed Bagley Jr. Okay, so William Perry Penley, not Ed Bagley Jr. <laughs> William Perry Penley, attorney at law. Yes. Here we are in the 1934's court. That's exactly the voice. You mean to tell me that this hysterical woman isn't lying? (laughs) Perfect. Thank you. Speaking of hysterical, according to cbc.ca slash radio slash as it happens, you know, a man who erected a giant wooden penis on his lawn fights to keep it up. (laughs) That is the exact headline. (laughs) Honestly, get this man a Pulitzer. <laughs> he did it. 
This is exactly as written. A Wilton, New York man has pleaded not guilty to displaying offensive sexual material for erecting a 2.1 meter wooden penis carving outside of his home. Now, what on earth is 2.1 meters in America, you wonder? I'm going to tell you right now that it's 6.8 feet. This is a almost, this is a seven foot dick in a lawn. So this was basically because he was fighting they wouldn't let him build a shed on his property. So he was protesting bureaucratic red tape. And so he said, oh, oh, I can't build a a simple shed. Fine. Well, so he blamed his wife, it looks like at first. Montreal-born Jamie Gagne, charged with displaying offensive sexual material, insists it was his wife's idea to carve a giant wooden penis with a chainsaw and erect it on their front lawn. So at first he said... No, no, no. It's this hussy's idea. She wants the big dick on the lawn. (laughs) 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 She wants it. Look at me. I'm Jamie Gagne. Do I look like I want a big old dick on my lawn? It's clearly my wife. Take my wife, please. He said, the town stopped communicating with me, so I was getting a little frustrated, and I wanted to draw their attention. That's a good way to do it. But the conversation ended with a pair of state troopers who arrested him on charge of displaying offensive sexual material. Have you ever been ignored so hard that you (laughs) decided to start erecting penises? I I get it. I've been talked over in meetings. (laughs) I've been... Is that what we need to start doing when we all get back to work in like in person? If I need to get attention, should I just like carry like a giant fucking like suction cup dildo in my bag? And if I'm getting talked over, just like, like just right on the table, just like as if I need to raise my hand with it. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, honestly, this might solve misogyny. Maybe it was his wife for real. She was like, fucking, this bitch down at the general store won't talk to me anymore. I will divorce you if you don't build a seven-foot penis in this lawn right now. He's a woodworker by trade, and he said that he's quite proud of the penis, and he described it as having the proper mushroom curvature on the tip, (laughs) and that the balls are properly (laughs) sack-like. It's my first chainsaw carving, actually. I don't know. It just kind of came naturally. Oh, boy. I get it. I mean, sometimes you get going on a dick and you're like, wow, I didn't know it was an artist. And then <laughs> look at it. Look at him go. Say this is no assholes here, if you will. <laughs> I, yeah, no, this is the this is the kind of trash that uh, has the Cassandra seal of approval. <laughs> I hope that we can contribute to his legal defense in any way. Speaking of legal defense... According to CNN.com, a Louisiana officer who claimed that someone shot him actually shot himself. Oh, boy. Whoopsies. Whoopsies. A Louisiana police officer who claimed he was shot while on duty had instead shot himself in the leg. Deputy Chief Daryl B. Bosco, which must be said as one name at all time. Chief Deputy Daryl B. Bosco. Daryl B. Bosco. He's also a a Little League volunteer coach. He does not have a child. Coach Daryl B. Bosco. Is that true? No, I just, that's just what he sounds like. I believe it. So John Michael Goulhart Jr. God, you know, I dated someone uh, who uh, was from Louisiana and you're from the South. What's with these names? You know, long names. (laughs) Daryl B. Bosco arrested John Michael Goulhart Jr. Like, that's just, that's, too long. 
too many fucking names. And I come from Hispanic culture where if you're doing it right, technically you have two last names. And I'm still saying that the people in the South, that's just too long. Too many names. The Goularts are very proud people. And this is... <laughs> Goulart Sr. is really shaking his head right now. John Michael Goulart Sr. <laughs> if you don't name your son John Michael Goulart Third, But Jr. was arrested on Tuesday and charged with one count of criminal mischief in the court of malfeasance in office after falsifying claiming he'd been shot. Falsifying records claiming that he'd been shot, according to Bosco. So the investigation led to a determination that the officer shot himself, concealed, and altered the facts, according to Deputy Chief Darby Bosco. I get it if you're a little embarrassed. Because maybe you, you know, you're not supposed to, when you take your gun out of the holster, you know, you gotta keep that trigger finger off the trigger. Otherwise, you're gonna shoot yourself in the leg. And, you know, you're 25, you're full of piss and vinegar, mm-hmm. as they say. You know, you're getting ready to pull that gun out on someone who probably doesn't deserve it. And then you shoot yourself in the leg. I like it. I like that this happened. All I can hear is, you'll shoot your eye out from a Christmas story. Oh, okay. I was like, what? The little Red Ryder BB gun. That's why he wasn't allowed to get a little Red Ryder BB gun, because he'll shoot his eye out. Now, I have a question, because when you introduce a gun in the first act, you know, you got to see it again. Did someone end up shooting their eye out? Absolutely, he did. Really? Did you never, know? I haven't have seen you it. Never see, you've never no. seen a Christmas story? Well, no, I'm asking a question. I'm real question. Oh, pause the podcast. This is this is real talk. We are no longer having fun. I can't believe you've never seen a Christmas story. <laughs> is that the one with the leg, the, the lamp leg? Yes. Okay. I get that confused sometimes with like this whole Scrooge tales. Oh, I mean, same, same subject matter, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. But totally. The genre different. all in itself. The genre of itself. Totally different stories. Okay, so, no, but for real, does he shoot his own, does someone get their eye shot out with a BB gun? Yeah, he he gets hurt because he shoot. he does, but he doesn't want to tell his parents. But okay. But he does get the gun. It's really cute. So that joke really landed for a lot of people. Yeah, I think okay, so. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I took a big old dump on it. No, not at all. I'm just shocked you haven't seen this movie. I, there's a lot of movies that everyone has seen that I just haven't fucking seen. I've never seen a Star Wars. Not one Star War. Not one Star War. Not one Indiana Jones. Not, there's a couple big ones that I have seen, but I've only seen in Spanish. Oh. Did I mention I was from a Hispanic household? So like E.T., never seen that in English. Jurassic Park, no, never in English. And uh, yeah, Christmas Story. Just didn't happen. I And it's probably my fault because I watch Love Actually, which I love, and The Holiday, which I hate, every year. Yes. That's a good if combo. If I just stopped watching one of them, I could maybe get other stories in, but I just don't. All right. Well, this is your assignment. This year, come Christmas time, TNT plays it for 24 hours on Thanksgiving every year. Ugh. Really? <laughs> yes. Just the same one? The same one over and over again. Can you imagine the advertisers just bidding on that? Like, okay, well, if we get between five, 4 and 5 p.m., like, that's when all the people who are angry that they're waiting for food still, that's when they're going to be watching this. No, 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 no. We got to go for 8 a.m. That's when the moms start putting the turkeys in the oven and football hasn't started yet. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty great. That's your assignment, Cass. All right, I'll watch it. 
Okay. Remind uh, me though, because I'll forget. I will. As um, I have forgotten every year for the past 30 years of my life. <laughs> Speaking of watching. Nice. I like that. According to Apple.news, we've entered into Erica's territory. <laughs> um, this is Larissa Dos Santos Limas. Nope. Too many S's. Larissa Dos Santos Lima, a cast member on TLC's 90 Day Fiance, reportedly has been asked not to return. In her final statement posted to Instagram, the Brazilian reality star claims that it's over a lingerie camming show that she did on the website Cam Soda, which we all know if you listen to this podcast, because that's also where Aaron Carter jerked off. So tell me about this person, because I don't watch this show. Okay, so 90 Day Fiancé is a TLC reality show where they bring over fiancés on the K-1 visa, and that's where you have 90 days to get married so that you can apply for a green card and citizenship and a work permit and all the legalese come after the K-1 visa. Larissa is originally from Brazil. She is from a part of Brazil where they add E's to certain words. So like her ex-husband on the show, his name is Colt, but she calls him Colty. I like that. I don't think you need to be from a part of Brazil to think that that's fun. Yeah. So I do that. <laughs> Larissa had the iconic line in her first season. So Colt and his mother lived together in Las Vegas. And so she moved in with Colt and his mother. And she had the iconic line where she goes, who is against the queen will die. <laughs> Referring to herself as the queen. Oh, I like this then. Yeah. She I was is, like, she's interested in the monarch? She's fun and feisty. Uh, her and Colt have since divorced. So she is still in the process of getting her green card, even though she has been separated and divorced from her ex-husband. So she has since been on Happily Ever After. Uh, 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After where so she's continued in the 90 Day franchise and she did this cam show and TLC said wait how can you say Happily Ever After if if you're split up it just follows their lives separately uh, okay so Colt has moved on to a new another Brazilian woman Larissa has a boyfriend named Eric it just it seems to me Mm -hmm. that Happily Ever After would follow the couples that are Happily Ever After so maybe either TLC is stupid or TLC is very progressive and saying, well, yeah, sometimes shit doesn't work. And maybe that's your happily ever after. And fuck you, Cassandra. You know, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to go with the former, but. Uh, sometimes shit doesn't work out. Yeah. That's so fair. she did this cam show and then TLC said no longer will she be employed by TLC Network because of the camming, which I is. Just- trash look at the fucking people on the tlc network is cam showing really like when it where the line is no that's the thing is like these television shows i can't get into the ethics of them because i could no longer watch them but these shows are so exploitative and disgusting yeah you're talking to me about the network who has shows such as my 600 pound life Little Chocolatiers and the infamous John and Kate plus eight, where you've got the two dumpster fire people, Kate Goslin and John Goslin. But this woman decided to do a cam show in 2020 where no one has money. And she's and they're like, nah, sorry, this is a this is a network for families. 
Yeah, TLC famously was the learning Families panel. watch Hoarders. Families watch Taboo. Families watch people say that their sexual interests include fucking cars. Not just fucking cars, but having sex. Fucking cars. Oh, you're talking about nah, we my, don't like this. My Strange Addiction? Oh, that was on Taboo, but My Strange Addiction, that pops up too. My Strange Addiction, you did a cam show, but you're going <laughs> to, you, but you'll fucking put someone on air who like just houses a box of dryer sheets a day? I say no, TLC. No. TLC, you're trash. I don't think. sex positive. Yeah, she made uh, close to $100,000 or over $100,000, which is the highest that anyone's ever had for a cam show, according to Cam Soda. Wow, so she made more than Aaron Carter did. Yeah, she did. 90 Day Fiance is- That's awkward. Enormous. It's bigger than Aaron Carter. It's bigger than Aaron Carter. It's bigger than all of us. They have a huge reach with 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> I just don't watch it. I everyone tells me to do it, and I just I haven't been able to pull the trigger. I don't know why. I, I'll tell I, you where to start because it does matter, kind of like where you fall in canonically because of the spinoffs. Okay, but I would say you could start with before the ninety days season one, and that's where we meet Paul and Karini, and now their story is very dark. And she's getting a restraining order. And EOP. is that the one with no neck? No, that's Big Ed. See, this is the thing. Whenever anyone says, "I'll tell you where to start," and then it starts getting kind of funky, it's like really reminiscent of Star Wars, which, like I said, I haven't watched. And it's it kind of make a point of it this, at this point. Like, no. Are you one of those people where if like too many people recommend something to you, you just kind of put up a wall? One thousand percent and you know what the worst is is that when i finally watch it and it's fucking awesome Mm -hmm. i come crawling back i watched book smart maybe like six months after it was like everyone was like oh my god book smart book smart i was like yeah 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 whatever and i finally watched book smart and i texted all these people i'm like book smart is an excellent movie and everyone's like literally fuck you cass Fuck you. We've been telling you. <laughs> uh, whatever. Sorry. I'm not, I don't host Trashy Trashy Podcast because I'm a nice person. No, you don't. Yeah, I think it's a garbage decision for them to fire her. Larissa is entertaining whether she's a good person or not. Like, she's hot trash, but I don't know. She's, you know, she's never done. Hmm. She's never lied on. Uh, actually, that's not true. Larissa has lied on police reports. <laughs> she. Oh, God. She cut that. <laughs> I'll, I'll okay. fix it. Okay. Oh, boy. Let's get into our next story, Cass. Okay. According to the OCregister.com, there was OC sheriff deputies who lied on reports, testified that they didn't know what was illegal. Excuse me? <laughs> Did I read that wrong or is that real? Two fired Orange County sheriff's deputy... Two, two fired Orange County deputies convicted of lying on their police reports, testified before a grand jury that they didn't know that it was illegal to falsify documents. Is this serious? Yep. Joseph Anthony Atkinson Jr. There it is, the junior. God damn these juniors. Age 39 and Bryce Richards Richmond Simpson, age 31, Neglected to book evidence, but falsified the reports to say that they had. Oh, I mean, again, 
as desperately as I try not to make our podcast political, if this is the culture in the police departments where like, oh, I didn't realize that was wrong. Mm-hmm. I thought every, I thought like you don't learn that from nowhere. Why would you think, why would two people, two partners not realize that it was wrong to lie on police support? Please reports like it's a culture. It's a learned culture because this was hundreds of cases where evidence was booked late or not at all, according to an internal audit. And Atkinson and Simpson were the worst offenders of this so-called evidence scandal. I'll tell you what this is. This shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. This shit is bananas. B B A N A N A S. Training done in Academy on streets. Training on evidence, chain of custody, and booking evidence is taught repeatedly in both the basic academy and in our field training program, said uh, Carrie Braun, the spokeswoman for the sheriff's department. In addition, evidence booking protocols and policy now require deputies to include confirmation of the booked evidence in the report, which is reviewed by a supervisor before signing off. I don't believe you, Carrie. I just can't. Now are they going back and checking on everything that they've ever done? Uh Uh-huh. They're doing a a big internal audit. Yeah, they're doing a a giant internal audit of basically everything. They were only given, they were allowed to plead guilty to a misdemeanor charge of willful omission to perform their official duty and were given one year informal probation with no jail time, no community service, and no fine. It's interesting You've got two people who committed some crimes that have some really, really legitimate repercussions and they're able to get off with just saying it was an accident. But then you've got like people who have like, oh, I work in this area. So I thought that my kid could go to school in this district. I didn't realize that they couldn't. Okay, well, fuck you. You're going to jail for seven years. Yes. I'm not fucking with this double, triple America shit. The rules are the rules for everyone. You think- but they're not. So, yeah, we definitely live in two different Americas. I hate this story. I'm not going to lie to you. I think it's gross. It makes me mad. It feels like a nasty, nasty, trashy abuse of power. And I hope that I, I just hope that if they did anything wrong that has caused harm to people's life because they're fake ass reports, I hope that that at least gets fixed. Yeah, that's, that's all we least. can hope for. Yeah. Yeah. I like this Nick story. I love this next story. So according to the New York Post, possibly one of our trashiest websites, MTA workers had a hidden man cave below Grand Central tracks. So this is in New York City. And I've always, you hear, you hear about the people who live in the subways, you know? The mole people. The mole people, that's what I was looking for. But it looks like sometimes the mole people don't get every bit of square footage because this man cave, I mean, well, how sweet is that? They allegedly, they booze, napped, and watched TV inside the secret man cave built below the tracks of Grand Central Terminal, according to the MTA's internal watchdog. They Investigators dis- discovered the lounge complete with futon flat screen, microwave, and refrigerator behind a plasterboard wall in an unused locksmith shop below track 114 in the station's lower level. This is fucking amazing. I mean, talk about taking advantage of a situation. Work sucks for everyone. Just the fact that we have to work. But these guys said, you know what? Let's take a big swing and say that work doesn't have to suck. (laughs) It says, a quote from this was taken, it says, few would have the chutzpah 
to commandeer a secret room beneath Grand Central Terminal. I mean, I'm talking location, location, location. This is great. Yeah, these guys, I say they're not trash. <laughs> no, I think this is awesome. Three Metro North employees, a wireman, a carpenter foreman, and an electrical foreman who were not named due to ongoing disciplinary proceedings denied ever have being in the room. Despite finding fingerprints, their fingerprints all over the room. Are they really? Did they did they really find fingerprints? Yes. <laughs> okay, let me just back up. This is New York City, and they're fingerprinting a man cave in Grand Central Subway Station. Meanwhile, you hop over here to the West Coast, to Orange County in our last story, and these assholes are police officers who didn't realize that they weren't allowed to lie on shit. (sighs) Anyways, speaking of... According to Newsweek.com, Amy Coney Barrett has uh, some new uh, apparel in her... If you go to her store... Amy Cooney Barrett was Coney? Can't say Cooney. Coney? Yeah. Amy Coney Barrett, the notorious ACB shirts were offered by a Senate committee who are slammed for co-opting Ginsburg's, the late Ruth Gator Ginsburg's nickname. The yeah, so she's got, she's got like books and all these things, this notorious RGB, which, you know, of course is based off of notorious B.I.G. R.I.P. 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 Notorious ACB. Gee, what are you notorious for, Amy Coney Barrett? Is it possibly um, hating gay people? Is it possibly hating women despite being one? Is it possibly making decisions based on the Bible rather than the Constitution? Is it? Is it? Answer the questions. Fucking tell me right now. Yeah, so just moments after uh, D. Trump announced that he was nominating Judge Amy Coney Barrett to replace Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the Supreme Court, the National Republican Senatorial Committee posted a tweet peddling shirts with the notorious ACB on them. In the Rose Garden ceremony on Saturday, Barrett said she was mindful that she would be taking the seat vacated by Ginsburg. But Barrett is the polar opposite of Ginsburg. She praised Ginsburg's trailblazing for women's rights, which she plans on reversing. And not, oh, she said, not only did she break glass ceilings, she smashed them. To which Coney Barrett was not on record saying right after, and I will build them again. Under the Lord's eye. God. How do you build glass? You heated, heat up sand really, really hot. Sorry, did you hear a scream? Yes, I did. Is everything okay? My, uh... Roommate is doing uh, Scripps Gone Wild right now. What's that? It's a thing that uh, they just, they read scripts that are famous. So they're doing Death Becomes Her right now. Oh, iconic. Yeah, my roommate's a wonderful actress. Book her. Book her. At B-E underscore Noel, N-O-E-L-L-E. Anyways. (laughs) No, she was reacting to this uh, Amy Coney Barrett business. Yeah, she she heard the ACB and she had to scream. Let me ask you something, Erica. Mm -hmm. How do you look in a, in a red robe? I actually shot a sketch last year where it was the handmaid's tale hotline. Okay. Where we had handmade costumes and red lingerie and we sat around and read biblical, dirty biblical lines. Like it was an yeah. old timey sex hotline, and it's a very funny sketch. So what you're saying is you look pretty damn good. I'm ready to wear the red. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. I mean, out of all the stations in The Handmaid's Tale, where where would you want to be in The Handmaid's Tale verse? Well, let's see. 
probably in the men. That's probably my first choice. <laughs> um, second to that, maybe the drivers, which are also men. Third in line, maybe the wives. I don't know, because the handmaids get it pretty rough. Uh, a lot of rape, stuff like that. And then there's also the women who can't have kids, but are there to do all the cooking and cleaning. Martha's. The Martha's, yeah. I had to stop watching that show because I was like, hmm, why am I having a hard time breathing after 7 p.m.? <laughs> so it's called self-care. Gotta gotta stop. Sometimes you just gotta stop. Speaking of stopping. Florida <laughs> has stopped. All Florida, co- please stop. <laughs> co- Florida, we're begging you. Just stop. Can you fucking stop? Can you just yes, not? To- can you just, can you just? Take it down on the Florida-ness? Just for, just for a week. We're just asking for a week of no Florida. What do you think would happen to STDs in this country if Florida just stopped for a week? Oh, they would plummet. Which is good. Which is a good thing. According to abcnews.com, Florida residents will no longer be fined for not wearing face masks. I didn't even realize that they were getting fined at all. Honestly, apparently you get fined here for that. I've never heard or seen of anyone who's gotten fined. And I, ooh, give me that citizen's arrest power because I would love to find some people. Oh, I would. Oh, my God. Like, nothing makes me feel like a white lady more than just saying you're under citizen's arrest. (laughs) That's that sweet, sweet Karen shit. Citizen's arrest. Citizen's arrest. I think I would Um, just point at someone and yell. I wouldn't know what to do beyond say that. Well, I'm pretty sure if you say citizen's arrest to a person, they have to freeze in place. It's kind of like freeze tag. Oh, yeah. They just stand there. Yeah. So according to Governor Ron DeSantis, who is the diamond in the Prince Albert on Donald Trump's penis, every business has the right to operate. Some of the locals can do reasonable regulations, but you just can't say no. Actually, Ron, you fucking can. You're the governor. You have the power. Like the state of Florida got their shit together enough to vote for you. Not saying it's a great idea that you're there, but you are there and your job is to keep Florida safe. They've got they got 2000 new infections on Sunday. The total number of cases in Florida is 700,000 and 14,000 residents have died from the virus according to the state health department. How many do we have in the United States? Am I is it 6 million or something? How many covid cases i thought it was seven million okay so right now you're right so 7.33 million what is the percentage of 700,000 or 700,000 divided by i'm doing some really big math here 7.33 million let's and by i i mean google Mm -hmm. oh that's not how that math was supposed to go okay you know what i'm just gonna guess florida has let's just call it 10 (laughs) percent that's accurate is it Yes. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I've never had like a $7 million like bill at a restaurant, which is, you know, like how I do my math. So, so you have 10% of the COVID cases in a country of 50 states. And you're saying, nah, we're good. Open her up. Open her up. It's barbecue Sunday again. Yee-hoo. Florida is the Italy of America. To an extent, like a lot of our elderly. That's very rude to say to Italy. No offense to Italy. I'm just saying a lot of elderly flock to Florida. This is a terrible idea. Do elderly flock to Italy? I'm not trying to poke holes in your shit, but. 
that's the reason that Italy initially had such terrible cases is because they have an older population. Oh. Speaking of Italy, the wine that I'm drinking is really gross. So, Erica, would you like to go to a word from our sponsor so I can change my glass of wine? Absolutely. And now, a word from our sponsors. I'll be right back. (laughs) When we started Jashy Trashy, we had a lot of options when it came to podcast hosts. There was only one solution that made sense to us, and that's Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more providers. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. And we're back. This new wine is yummy in my tummy. Almost as yummy as that sponsor. Ooh. Ooh. That's what they asked for, right? Uh Uh-huh. That was the exact copy. Okay, cool. Anyways, according to Forbes.com, a North Carolina man is facing federal fraud charges after allegedly receiving more than $1.7 million in a Paycheck Protection Program loans for fake businesses with the names based on the TV show Game of Thrones. The Department of Justice has charged 38-year-old Tristan Bishop Pan of Gardner, North Carolina with wire fraud, bank fraud, and engaging in unlawful monetary transactions for taking money from a program intended to help small businesses struggling due to the coronavirus pandemic. So uh, prosecutors say that Pan used business names like White Walker, Khaleesi, the Night's Watch, all to receive PPP loans. I'm sorry, are you so busy filling out loan applications that you don't recognize things referencing the biggest television show ever? Yeah, no shit, man. Like, think of, like, Bob Smith. Right. Not a lot of red flags going to be raised with Bob Smith, but there aren't that many Khaleesi's that are business-aged people. How about just a business called, like, Productive Industries? Yeah. That sounds not fake at all. I was actually just about to say apples, but like (laughs) (laughs) apples huge. Can I tell a story that I might regret telling? Of course. (laughs) That's what this podcast is for. So I was on a date once and the person I was on a date with had a lot of Game of Thrones tattoos, which I, you know, made a... I was a big Game of Thrones head. I do not think that they stuck the landing uh, at all. So, you know, I just kind of in jest mentioned, so how'd you like the ending? Which is mean. You shouldn't say that to someone with a bunch of Game of Thrones tattoos, but I fucking did it. Anyways, so we're drinking all night, flirting, whatever. I go back to her house and she gets us more beer. And as I'm looking around her apartment... I see what appear to be kind of like retro travel posters. And I'm like, oh, that's that's a decoration. Okay. And as I look closer, these retro travel posters say, visit Westeros. Visit King's Landing. Enjoy beautiful, sunny, fucking uh, wherever. These are all Game of Thrones references. And I start looking around at all the decor in this apartment and everything. And I mean everything is themed Game of Thrones. And like the psycho music plays in my head like, like I no longer feel safe because while I am not in the midst of a Disney adult, I am in the midst of something similar. Uh Uh-huh. And 
That's it. That's the story. Can I can I admit that we have a Game of Thrones bathroom? What? We have a Game of Thrones themed <laughs> bathroom in my home. I got to you got to you got to tell me what that means. We have a a map of Westeros as our shower curtain. Mhm. We have another map hanging up and then we have wood wooden shelves that look very rustic and old timey but cool mm-hmm. and then we have a a sword in our bathroom i don't believe i've seen that and then we have a, a like a viking helmet looking like a decorative helmet that we have up as well and our not bath- the place you want to be for an earthquake no but we have a game of thrones bathroom and it's the landing hurt the the ending hurt a lot yeah, I now that you're saying that, I rem- I feel like I vaguely remember a Westeros shower curtain. I owned, I was dating a guy in the in the in our the beginnings of our tenure. I was a big Game of Thrones fan, and I think that that was pretty much one of the major things that he knew about me because it was like my birthday was coming up. I don't think that he had a lot of information yet. You know, we'd only been dating a couple months, but he wanted to kind of go above and beyond because he liked me very much. R.I.P. That relationship. But he bought me like a, a Game of Thrones pillow and like a ga- some Game of Thrones cups and stuff, and it was kind of like, oh, cool, that works. You know, not what I wanted, but like that that's cool. And so I had that stuff for a while, and I can see the appeal to it. But but an entire house? I'll even let you have your bathroom, Erica. But it's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do like nautical themes for their bathroom, and you were like, "Nah, I'm gonna do HBO themed." Yeah, <laughs> I think it's cool. I went on a Game of Thrones tour in Ireland where we went to Fuck locations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had an extra from the show that was our tour guide. Like he'd worked on the show and he actually kind of became like famous for being like Longbeard, this extra. Was he the one in the, from the documentary? Yes. Wow. He's really milking it. Oh, he milked the shit out of it. It was like the best tour ever. So that was in Northern Ireland where I did this Game of Thrones tour. And our next story comes to us from the Irish news. Oh, the Irish news itself independent.ie Ireland Ireland L- uh, Loch Ness Monster Scotland Okay Supreme Court <laughs> <laughs> has found that the bread and subways heated sandwiches has too much sugar in it to meet the legal definition of being bread <laughs> I fucking love that <laughs> The court ruled that the high sugar content, the sandwich could not be deemed a staple food which attracts a zero-vat tax. It rejected arguments by Subway franchisee that it was not liable for VAT on some of the takeaway products, including teas, coffees, and heated-filled sandwiches. So, you Subway fan, Erica? No. I will eat Subway when I am feeling on the depressed side. If you see me eat sandwich or Subway sandwiches for more than two, three days in a row, it's time to check on Cassandra. Okay. Good to um, know. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I I got it in my head a long time ago. Like, Because sometimes when I get really depressed, when I get like kind of depressed, I eat a lot. And when I get really depressed, I can't eat at all. And so I got it in my head of like, okay, cool. Well, if you're not eating at all, as long as you get a Subway foot long in your system one a day, then that means that you're eating enough to survive. And so I... <laughs> I just like lean on subway footlongs to get me through hard times. 
but there is there's nothing that smells like Subway does. I dated a boy briefly right after high school. Broke his heart. Of course you did. You're Erica fucking Curry. Broke this man's heart. Hell yeah. He he. After we broke up, the the reason I'm telling the story is he worked at Subway. Okay. And so he smelled like Subway all the time, and that was not a red <laughs> flag to me at the tender age of 18 like it should have been. Uh-huh. After we – so I dated him like the summer before college and then going into my freshman year for like two weeks. And then I was like, why am I dating this loser two, two hours away when I could be at college doing every fucking thing in the world? So, yeah. So I broke up with him. And he sends my mom an email God, saying that he knows that I love him and that she needs to try to talk to me to, like, take him back. This is sent by Ron at Subway.net. Yes. (laughs) Dear Mrs. Curry. (laughs) Dear Mrs. Curry, please take me back. Tell Erica that she loves me and that she doesn't want to enjoy college. She doesn't want to enjoy college. Also, have you tried the sweet chicken teriyaki? New on our menu in the early 2000s. Here's some coupons if you wouldn't mind passing this email on to Erica. Sincerely, Ron from Subway. P.S. Happy February. Back to the story. Because the Subway heated sandwiches, such as hot meatball sandwich, did not contain bread as defined It could not be said to be food for the purpose of the second schedule of the act he held. So, according to, like, Ireland, Subway just doesn't count as fucking food. (laughs) Exactly. Do I agree? Yeah. Like I said, it's a a depression mechanism for me. I'm not looking for, quote-unquote, food. I'm looking for, uh, I don't know, something to fill my heart. So yeah, like fucking fuck Subway. We need to stop eating this. I honestly like I'm reading this and I'm just like, I really do need to find something else to like handle my depression that isn't Subway. Like maybe like burritos or something like that. A ramen, a Chipotle, a ramen packet, like anything else. Yeah, I really, I got to get off the Subway. I do Jersey Mike sometimes just so much more expensive, probably because they're using real food. (laughs) Probably because they're using food and that actually tastes good. I'm not eating, like, packing peanuts with, like, tuna in between. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, gross. Erica, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready, baby. It's the dumpster fire of the week. Stop shooting a gun into that dumpster. According to the WashingtonPost.com, a teacher saw a BB gun in a nine-year-old's room during an online class, and now he faces expulsion. So, Ka- Kamari Harrison was taking a test during his online fourth grade class earlier this month when he noticed the teacher frantically waving at him. His computer was muted, so the Louisiana nine-year-old couldn't hear what she was so upset about, and before he could unmute her, the video stream died. His, he and his parents soon learned what the problem was. The teacher had caught sight of an unloaded BB gun in the boys' bedroom. As a result, Kai Murray faced expulsion from school. While the punishment was reduced at a hearing this week to a suspension, his family argues the case has grievous mistakes that the threatens the future of promising young students. This is an injustice, a systematic failure, Chelsea 
Cusimano, the family's attorney, told the Washington Post early on Friday they're applying on-campus rules to these children, even though they're learning virtually in their homes. And apparently this is not the only child to face harsh punishment for having a toy gun in a virtual learning session. A Colorado school last month called the police on a black seventh grader for handling a bright green zombie hunter toy gun during an online class. And a New Jersey school did the same thing earlier to a sixth grader with a toy gun. What do you find as someone who's doing a lot of Zoom calls? Uh huh. Such as yourself and me. Where do you draw the line on what you want to see in the background? Well, Google now has a feature where you can blur out your background, but I don't give a shit what if I see somebody's like spouse walk by, if I see their dog or cat do something. Like you're in the privacy of your own home. We're in a completely new world. We're all figuring it out together. Yeah. Like, I just don't give a shit. I mean, what I feel, I'm doing this from my office and my office has been under construction for a long time. So you're just looking at actual garbage behind me. And I don't expect you to judge me or expel me from this podcast for it. No, it's also unfairly, systematically unfairly targeting, I think, a lot of younger boys and especially younger black boys. Yeah. So look, I don't like guns. I'm not a fan, but if your child, if you choose your words, if you trust your child to have a BB gun in his room, then you trust your child to have a BB gun in his room. And that's it. Mm -hmm. That's end of story. I think that instead of facing expulsion, these teachers need to send out an email to everybody's parents and go, hey, we're still figuring this out. LOL. (laughs) Sorry, this is tough. LMAO. Can you maybe keep your because we talked about this last week on the podcast it was last week or the week before where people were like walking by like in their underwear smoking giant blunts just make a list and say what you don't want to see in the background and then the parents will probably oblige to it and then this wouldn't happen like why would you punish a little kid for having what he has in his own fucking room exactly like the privacy of his own home i saw an incredible tiktok this week where four blonde women were sitting around and they said if president trump is so bad how come school shootings have dropped under his watch lol and then a little boy said oh a gun and then he closed the laptop and he said, not anymore. Jesus. Yeah, this sucks. This is trash. This is unfair. Yes. I have a question for you. Yeah. So we'll do this in three steps. I think it'll be, it, may, it might be fun or it might not. Okay. <laughs> Elementary school era Erica. Yes. What What's being seen by her, by her fellow classmates when she's doing a Zoom class in her room? Oh my God. I'm trying to remember at that point what my room theme was. Like we were really big into room themes. Okay. Uh, so my mom would like hand make curtains and bedspreads. Wow. Yeah. We were poor, so we couldn't really buy them, but my mom could make them. Okay. And I'm trying to think if at this point I had a cow print room or if I had a teal room. Oh, I, I don't want to like guess, but I think teal feels like a middle school color. Uh huh. Elementary school Cassandra has a lot of Spice Girls posters on her wall and maybe a Britney Spears here and there. I had a lot of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio on the inside of my closet. Yeah. That was Titanic era Leo. Sure. So that was, that would have been, that would have been prominent in Zoom calls at that time. So middle school Cassandra, she had a lot of pictures of like 
Good Charlotte on the wall printed out pictures from the internet, just pictures on pictures on pictures obsessively of Good Charlotte and Newfound Glory and all these like pop punk bands just covering my wall to a point where it would be like a mosaic of fucking white male faces behind me uh, in middle school. Whereas where, what was your middle school theme? You think? I think the cow print took over middle school, high school, but I also had got milk posters on one wall, all magazine ad got milk. God, you really went for it. I really loved the got milk ads. You know, the kind of obsessiveness that goes into like someone in middle school and like even high school of like how they'll just post pictures over pictures. If you walk into an adult's house and they have that, you're frightened. Uh Uh-huh. But for some reason, it's like chill when you're young. Yeah. (laughs) High school Cassandra, I went through like, I had like friends who would like graffiti on my wall. Like, I don't know what the fuck my mom was thinking. She's obviously was being trying to be a cool mom and also just worked a lot. So I just guess I I think she was kind of like, not worth the argument. Mm -hmm. But like, I know for a fact that like, one of my bedrooms, I gave like my ex boyfriend and some of our friends like we just got different colored spray paint, and just graffitied the inside of my bedroom. It looked like shit. That's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) It looked fucking terrible. But that's what you would you would have like just seen me like up behind like fucking after school special shitty graffiti wall just being like let's get this fucking bio class over with I'm fuck I have to you know I'm going to warp tour tonight like leave me alone <laughs> that's great not trash I say that's pretty cool of your mom to to be so trusting yeah sure maybe I needed structure but that's for my other podcast called Cassandra needed structure podcast <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah, so this story is certified trash, and I hope that Kai and his parents can get past this. Mm-hmm. Well, Cass, it's come to that time. What are you hoarding this week? I am hoarding the show Ted Lasso. Oh, on Apple? I've been such a little Apple TV slut ever since I downloaded it. <laughs> Just a little fucking dirty whore for Apple TV. But I watched, I am not shitting you. I watched episode one to episode nine in one day. Just, I was hungover on Tuesday. I drank a little too much on Monday night. And I just, I spent all day in bed. Just like checking emails from my bed, like doing like very little work and just watching Ted Lasso. This is a genuinely like sweet show. I mean, it's so good. I've heard nothing but good things. It's we need this shit right now because everything fucking sucks. This is a show that just makes your heart feel good. People, even the like quote unquote bad guys, like the bad guys get dealt with and the good guys just win episode after episode. And it doesn't feel predictable or or, like repetitive or like you don't crave the drama. Like, oh, it's, it's a glass of like chocolate milk at a buffet. You know, it's exactly what you were craving. I loved it. Just me. I don't know. Uh, I loved Ted Lasso. Definitely just just watch it. The The final episode, the season finale comes out Friday, but this posts on Monday. So it is, it's already out. I just I just fucking love this show. I'm, I'm not only am I hoarding it like I need it. 
I need it. Don't throw that away. I need it. Okay. I need it. No, don't touch it. I'll die. I love that. I love that so much. What are you hoarding this week? I'm hoarding a podcast called Our Fake History. And it's someone that looks into myths and what really happened. So the latest episode was about Easter Islands, where the giant, you know, head statues were found. Which, what do you mean? So Easter Island, you know, the, the, I believe they're called the Maui. Easter Bunny lives? No, in, in the Polynesian (laughs) Islands, where the giant statue heads are. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. The, Mm -hmm. I believe they're called the Maui. Yep, I know what we're talking about. Okay, so the latest episodes were about what really, how that island was deforested, what the population was actually like, how those statues actually got there. It was super fascinating. Just listened to one that was about the the myths that we tell about who Shakespeare really was. Ooh, so interesting. Mm-hmm. It's called Our Fake History, and it's just really good, and I can't wait for new episodes to drop. I'm going back, I'm listening to old episodes, but it's just really, really good. I'll check that out. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. Well, Cass, I think we've come to the end of the episode. We sure have. Where can people- Can I use my, can I use my where people can find me for another person? Of course. What am I- Greatest friends in the world is the woman who does my hair. And she just, man, she just fucking crushed it today. So I don't even want to talk about myself. I want to say if you're in the LA area and you need your hair done, look up on Instagram at Krista Camille Hair. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's how passionate I feel about how my hair was done. I, I don't know if it's because it's been so long and you're just in COVID and you just haven't had your hair done for a long time. I just, I feel like I'm killing it right now. Your hair looks great. Thank you. So you already follow me on Instagram. You listen to this podcast. Go to at Krista Camille Hair on Instagram. And if you're in LA, get your hair done. It's very safe. Masks on masks on masks. Temperature checks at the door. You have to fill out a, like a survey about yourself for contact tracing purposes. Like very safe. Treat yourself. Get that shit done. Okay. And tell her that I sent you from Trashy Trashy Podcast. Amazing. Yeah. I've, I've had my hair cut by her. She's great. Have, oh, Yeah. Okay, so, and she listens to the podcast. She just listens to it super late. So I'll maybe see a text message about this like in a month. (laughs) (laughs) They can find me at at Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram. And then they can find this podcast at Trashy Trashy Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And, and trashy trash trashy podcast at gmail.com. Trashy trashy podcast at gmail. Tra- excuse me. Trashy trashy podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us stories or if you want to tell us why you are trash this week. We love your emails and we love you. We love you so much. We love the reviews. We are at 40 reviews for this podcast. I love it. That's fucking sick. I love it. And to we're only it. on episode what? 12. 12? Yeah. I love Killers. it. You guys are great. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. It's a pleasure to do this. Okay, Cass. What's going on, girl? You stay garbage. Oh, Erica, you stay garbage too. Bye. Bye.